Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and August is all over. Yep, it's the last day, August 31st. Uh, September will be upon us. Normally a very good month uh, for the precious metals. Got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the flash crash that occurred earlier this month. Andrew McGuire uh, gave a really detailed interview about what happened. We'll fill you in there. Something happened in the silver market that we've never seen, never heard of before. Uh, not supposed to happen, but it did. I'll tell you all about it. Stay tuned for that. Uh, got a lot of things going on. Uh, Louisiana, will there be power? When will there be power? The biggest thing, the biggest thing is going to be the refineries. What ones are going to stay closed? What ones are going to open? When are they going to open? We'll, we'll know more as the days roll on, but it appears that a good portion of where the power is out. It is going to be out for weeks. I know one of the refineries, it's a smaller one, and, and refineries, they're refining gasoline. A lot of gasoline, plastics also uh, being affected. So when we think about uh, Louisiana, we're thinking primarily with the refiners there, they're refining gasoline, uh, and they're turning oil into plastics, and those are the ones that are being affected. One of them uh, in the hardest hit area is totally flooded. There is no power. Uh, the the uh, company says there is no timeline for it to be online. It's probably going to be a while for that one. That one uh, is in the area where you know they had these you know those massive transmission lines. These are not. I'm not talking about power like the wood pole power. I'm talking about the the big steel ones. You know, they're I don't even know how high they're. I'm going to guess, you know, 100 feet high, whatever it may be. The the big power transmission lines. Those are the ones that went down. Uh, in addition, I'm sure a bunch of the poles went down. But this is something kind of new. It's going to be interesting to see uh, the largest refiner there they refine just to give you an idea uh over five hundred thousand barrels of gasoline a day uh no update yet it has been shut down it is not operating the one that i talked about earlier is about two hundred and fifty thousand barrels a day uh and we'll have to watch this play out over the next few days as they're just now starting to assess the damage but the power company uh the main power company there in new orleans says People will be out without power uh, for weeks. Speaking about being out of power, uh, the whole street lost power here about 20 minutes ago. We just got it back on, uh, so hopefully it'll stay that way. But if I cut out, uh, there's something happening. I don't know what. I don't know if somebody uh, hit a, a power box or if it was just a glitch, but uh, kind of interesting, uh, everything that's happening uh, with the power in Louisiana. It's going to be very interesting to see what that does uh, to the gas pumps. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, how about this? The the posse, the gang, AOC and all of her friends are demanding that Joe Biden 
replace Jay Powell. Remember, Janet Yellen signed off on Powell last week. Right, His term ends in February. Uh, they're looking for the president to replace Jay Powell, saying that they want to reimagine the Federal Reserve and focus on eliminating climate risk and advancing racial and economic justice. And we've been talking about this. There's no doubt this is a path that our central bank is on. Now, are we all the way over in the AOC camp? No, but believe me, we're way, way over there. And Jeffrey Gunlotch was out again and said that this economic policy that he says started in the 80s but is now on steroids uh, is, well, I use the word ridiculous. It's ridiculous policy. Uh, And, of course, AOC wants it to be even uh, more ridiculous. And I just worry, you know, because it's Biden. You never know where that guy's faculties are going to be. Uh, as I guess this is since they uh, Janet Yellen gave her, her gave him his her stamp of approval. AOC now uh, out trying to lobby support to replace Jay Powell. And again, Jay Powell is a damaged Federal Reserve president. Uh, he's a puppet for Janet Yellen. Uh, the economic policies that they're continuing to use make no sense. Uh, we we are in a house of cards that we've never seen before. Housing prices, when we get back, I'm going to update you. I didn't think they could go higher. We've set another record, uh, not only in price, but in year-over-year gains in housing. And we've turned this in again. We've turned this whole market into one big casino of debt. And all of it based on some assumption that the central bank can somehow control interest rates, control inflation, control control climate change and social justice and, and everything else in between in this modern monetary theory, this modern money theory is nothing but garbage. It really is. It's actually ridiculous. But we'll be prepared. And we're going to reap the benefits on the other side of it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800 Radio News Hour. And it's always, you know, right before you get on the show, and all the power goes out, all of us came out of our units, and and uh, then it took us a while to get everything back up. Uh, get the, we, we actually got reestablished with Colorado about... 90 seconds before we had to go on the air so uh, uh, always throws you off a little bit but really interesting information today out of Andrew McGuire remember early August we had the what they they called it a flash crash in gold and silver even worse and I know a lot of you remember and and I said then, so there's only two things that it could be, right? Some hedge fund event that was trying to make a, a bunch of quick 
money on a, you know, it was a off of a weekend in electronic trading, uh, traded the equivalent of like 70 metric tons of gold. You know, basically a deliberate fall, a deliberate act. Or a major country was going into the market and just wanted to buy at a lower price. That's what I that's what I said to everybody. Now of course gold is now above where that happened. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, gold fell almost a hundred dollars. Uh, from it was seventeen seventy fell to sixteen seventy. Uh, by the time I got on the air, it was already back to like seventeen twenty. Blah blah blah. Now it's a eighteen hundred and ten dollars silver. Right, was below twenty three dollars, twenty two dollars and change. Now silver's uh, sitting here right around twenty four dollars today. So we've made it back. But what happened? Andrew McGuire today said, and for those of you that don't know Andrew McGuire, he's based in London, uh, has been uh, a commodities trader for decades and decades. Very, very knowledgeable guy. Uh, has a, a you know a YouTube channel, all that stuff, and, and uh, really does a great job of digging in and finding out what happened. So the first thing he says is. This was done through the Bank of International Settlements. In other words, uh, this was planned. And he said it's the only reason why they really allowed it. That the Bank of International Settlements, to help these financial institutions Get ready for Basel III. For those of you that don't know what Basel III is, Basel III is just an agreement. Uh, the, the This is the third version of this agreement that establishes rules uh, in trading. And when it re, in regards to precious metals, they've, they've said, okay, you know what? You big financial institutions... You're starting to get really reckless with all of these blind trades, right, and, and paper trades that really skew and don't give uh, price discovery. Because that's really, you know, when you think about what the debt markets are, what is Wall Street? Uh, what what are the COMEX pits and, and, and all of the, They're supposed to be about price discovery. You know? Supply and demand, economics 101, right? Now it's really turned into what? How much money can we make regardless? We don't care about actual price discovery anymore. And, and of course, the central banks are the main driver behind it, right? Bringing interest rates to zero and leaving them there for a dozen years and, and buying $120 billion worth of bonds every month is because you don't want price discovery. But they're going to make make it harder for these institutions to blindly go in and short the precious metals market. Okay, that that's really what it's about. 
that is going to come into effect at the end of the year. They have to conform. Well, right now, according to Andrew McGuire, they were not in compliance, which makes sense, right? They were trying to to fight the, the, the ruling and trying to get it changed, and they lost. So they said that they... They got with the Bank of International Settlements, and they, this was a planned, hey, we're going to make it look like a flash crash. They all sold out their positions that were uh, going to be in question during the new Basel rules. So that's how, how it goes. Now, however, by selling it the way they did, which, again, kind of makes me question, you know, the whole thing of because you could do that easily during the regular market. Just start slowly selling them off here and there and and not cause all of this craziness in the price. And this is kind of where Andrew McGuire said it was already set up that central banks going to buy the bottom. So we actually, according to McGuire, we had both during that flash crash. Now, according to McGuire, he says this is going to set gold up. Uh, He's calling for another $600 in the gold price. You know, of course, that would take it to new highs. Uh, But this was an orchestrated event to allow these financial institutions and primarily J.P. Morgan to get into Basel III compliance at the same time was allowing I don't know if it was one or if it was a handful of central banks to come in and buy the market at the bottom and then of course get ready for the September because normally when you think about gold you know, gold with seasonality usually rallies in September. Get ready for the rally. That's that's how the logic goes. On the silver side of it, here's what got really interesting. Because you know, silver. You know, most most central banks have no silver storage. If you will. We used to. Bill Clinton got rid of it. We used to have a silver stockpile. And that way, and the reason why uh, we had it was if silver got too high, the government could release some silver, keep the price down. We used to have copper stockpiles, steel stockpiles. You know who still has that? China. China still has aluminum stockpiles, steel stockpiles, copper stockpiles, and they've been releasing them trying to keep the price down. We don't have that in silver anymore. Obviously, we've got an alleged gold stockpile. The silver price got so low at that $22 in change. For the first time ever, the refiners who actually supply the silver bars for delivery, 1,000-ounce silver bars, and now I think they even allow 100-ounce silver bars, but... The, 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 the refiners that actually supply the bars to the COMEX 
figured out very quickly we can't buy physical silver for that price. And they actually bought the silver back and now are getting delivery of it in September because that was the contract. So for the first time ever, they said this is how disconnected the paper-silver market is. That the refiners would buy the physical silver back at $22 and change because they couldn't provide metals to their customers for less than that. So I think we've set ourselves up here. Here's the good, I guess, you know, what does that mean? It looks like this is it for the silver market. We've been waiting. It's never happened before. But the disconnect between the physical silver price and the paper silver price, I think, has capitulated with these refiners actually buying their own bars back. And then turning around and delivering silver to their other customers. Who are their other customers? The mints. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going to give me a thousand ounces of silver at $22 and change? I can't buy it for that. Okay. You know what? Just give me it back. We'll, We'll buy it back. Thank you very much. And then we'll deliver it to the mint. And that was Andrew McGuire today. So for those of you out there, that that seems plausible to me. I don't have uh, the, the records. I don't know who's buying and selling all of these contracts. I know Andrew McGuire's got a stellar reputation. And if this is what he said happened, that's I, I have no reason not to believe that, that this was a... A move by the financial institutions to get compliant with Basel III, which they could have done. But they wanted to make, not only did they get compliant, they got to make a ton of money to get compliant. That's the part I think that bothers me the most. Because they all could have got compliant. Would they have been able to make a bunch of money, hundreds of millions of dollars? No. Obviously, there were central banks willing to buy large quantities of gold to put the floor in. And then on the silver side of it, the refiners were like, hey, great. Yeah. We'll buy all all of that silver. We just said, we'll buy it all back. Thank you very much. Uh, So I would say that that the bottoms are in, and I, I look for a, a big rally to come because uh, normally September is always a pretty good month for gold, and I anticipate that to continue. How about John Paulson? Another one of these. Uh, I'll call him a CNBC billionaire. You're right? He's a guy. He's He comes on. He's not you know like an everyday guy or an every week guy, but he comes on, you know, once a month. He made no bones betting against the housing market over a decade ago. Matter of fact, I played a whole bunch of his clips. 
He was uh, he did an interview with Bloomberg, and he said that I don't have to write investor reports or travel to meet with investors or worry about balancing funds or other people's tax issues and things like that. So it, I'm just allowed to focus and concentrate on investing, which is exactly what I like to do. His next big trade, it was kind of interesting. Well, if I'm telling you about it, I think you can understand gold is his next big move. And here's the guy, listen, this guy has hated gold in the past. He's like gold in the past. Uh, he's made a lot of money during crashes. When we get back, I'm going to tell you what is. By the way, he's made a lot of money on crypto. When we get back, I'm going to tell you his thoughts about gold, the market, and crypto. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. 800 I was just thinking about Andrew McGuire. I don't want to believe it. I don't. But I know it's probably true. Right? Hey, listen. You've been ripping people off with the way you're paper trading the precious metals market. So on our new Basel agreement, we're going to make that we're going we're to make that more difficult for you. In other words, hey, you're not going to be able to make as much money. You have to be a little more honest. And supply and demand and, and price discovery matter. But, hey, let us give you a bone here. Here We're, we're going to let you make a whole bunch of money to make up for it. And, and that's really what it appears to be uh, the, the bigger news out of it. And I don't know that it's news. Listen, central banks have been buying a lot of gold anyway. Uh, the fact that there's more of them now going to be in it uh, is right on course for things. Uh, and now John Paulson, who is a huge billionaire, one of the richest people in the world, uh, talking about what his next big trades are. Gold is at the top of his list. And, and here's what he says, and, and it's, it's really interesting. The reason why gold goes parabolic is basically... There's very limited amounts of investable gold. Okay, so take it, look at it this way. Think about the gold you buy from me, the gold you buy from Patriot. That's not investable gold anymore. You've taken it off the market because most people buy gold with the intent of never selling it. That's really the the. It's like ins- it's. It's insurance. You don't sell your insurance. Right? So it, it the amount, you know, a lot of it, gold jewelry, uh, if it's in your cell phone or your computer, whatever, it's not available. If it's being held by central banks, not available. Unless they decide they want to make it available, but currently not available. He says that total investable gold you may get a couple trillion dollars. While the total amount of financial assets is closer 
to $200 trillion. Talking about stocks and bonds. and So gold, $2 trillion. Other financial assets, $200 trillion. So as inflation picks up, people are going to try to get out of fixed income. And then try to get out of cash. So he's got an order. Hey, first they're going to get out of bonds, which we, we see now, right? The Fed's got to buy bonds. Uh, Wall Street doesn't, or the Wall Street banks don't even want to buy bonds, right? Look at the reverse repos. Next, they're going to try to get out of cash. And the logical place to go is gold. But because the amount of money trying to move in and out of cash and fixed income dwarfs the amount of investable gold, the supply and demand imbalances are going to get much, much worse, and gold is going to rise, and he uses the word parabolically. He goes, think about what the Fed was doing in 09. So he goes back to 09. Remember, that's when they invented quantitative easing. He said, yes, they were printing money. But at the same time, they raised the capital requirements and the reserve requirements for the banks. So he goes, so it was muted. Yes, the Fed printed a lot more money. But then they said, remember, part of the Dodd-Frank deal, banks had to keep a lot more reserves. So it really didn't get out. Of course, fast forward to today. The Fed's printing way more money, right, than it did during the first round of QE. They've actually lowered or removed the requirements on bank reserves. And now, according to Paulson, he's like, the expansion of the money supply is pouring in to the actual economy and is going to cause massive inflation. He says that inflation, here's what he so I think we will have inflation coming well in excess of what current expectations are. And he put a number on it, about 25%. Wow. Because he says that's how much the money supply has risen uh, just in the the last year alone. We've seen uh, numbers on the money supply, you know, from $4 trillion to $18 trillion, but... But Paulson says some of that gets soaked up here and some of it goes over here. Not all of it actually gets out. But he said this is a very, very different time for the Fed. And really, they don't seem to be paying attention. And I think, to you know, picking up on Jeff Gunlock, this is ridiculous economic policy. And I think that makes a lot of sense. When he talked about crypto, and again, you know me, I'm a fan. Paulson's made money on crypto. He says it's nothing more than a bubble. Because remember now, the crypto guys want you to believe it's the new gold. 
I would describe them as a limited supply of nothing. <laughs> so, that, so to the extent there's more demand than the limited supply, the price has gone up. But to the extent that the demand falls, the price will go down. There's no intrinsic value to any of the cryptocurrencies with the exception that there's a limited amount. Right? That's always been one of the things about gold. Gold's, there's a limited amount of gold. And kind of to Paulson's point of why he thinks it's going to have a big run. There's a limited amount of investable gold. And he says, listen... Crypto likes to say the same thing. Well, it's a limited supply. But there's no intrinsic value here. Gold's been money for thousands of years. Crypto is just some electronic thing out out in the, the cloud somewhere. Cryptos, regardless of where they are trading today, will eventually prove to be worthless. Once the exuberance wears off, the liquidity dries up. They'll go to zero. I wouldn't recommend anyone invest in cryptos. But at the same time, he goes, I'm not shorting it, though, because I don't know what the short term will be. Interesting comment from John Paulson. It's a radio news hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, gold demand in China skyrocketing. Uh, of course, <laughs> who, who was it? I want to make sure I get this right here. They're, they're, uh, Kitco is the one uh, reporting that gold demand mainly from Chinese millennials, 20 to 30-year-old, has made a massive comeback. They say that gold demand from this age group primarily in the jewelry space has now set China as the, you know, India has always been the the leader in gold jewelry demand. Uh, China has passed them. They said that gold demand in the younger generation, they grew up when China's economy was strong. So think about this. You're a 20 or 30-year-old in China. It's got to be amazing the growth that you've seen in that country. I mean, it's got to be mind-blowing. They have more confidence in Chinese development. And they have a less admiration for Western culture. And really what they're saying is, is, hey, look how good we are. America doesn't look so good. Europe doesn't look good. Japan doesn't look good. And remember what Jeffrey Gunlot said about part of the reason why gold is going to be huge. Right? China's going to emerge with a seat at the table when it comes to, uh, you know, the currency of the world at the at the least they're going to be sitting at the table with the United States we may not even be at the table and they're starting to have this 20 to 30 
demographic, a much more traditional Chinese culture. Jeffrey Gunlatch calls the Chinese the gold standard when it comes to savings. When you think about Americans, we're probably the worst. And and again, it's the central bank making them. Why would we save with interest rates at zero? What is the central bank telling us? What is Jay Powell saying when he says, ah, yeah, inflation, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll taper uh, something, but we're not raising rates. Let me make one, if he made anything clear, one, he doesn't want to taper. He may do it, doesn't want to. And two, don't confuse things. We're not raising rates. What is he telling us? What he's telling us is the dollar isn't worth it. Period. Because if he wanted us to save, put the Fed's funds rate at 5%. Have a 10-year note yield 7%. Right? Those are the things that, that would induce savings. Now we find out that the Chinese, they're buying so much gold that, you know, India devastated by COVID, right? We, we remember that. I mean, they were, it was bad there. China's gold demand more than offset what happened in India last year because of COVID. So we start to really start putting these pieces together. You know, you think about... What Jeffrey Gunlatch says makes a lot of sense. This is ridiculous policy. It's idiotic. China's going to be the largest economy in the world. And they're going to do it really soon. It's not 2050. It's not 2040. It's not 2030. We've got five to seven years left, maybe less, before recession comes. And they're going to be number one. They're already number one in terms of stuff. They want a seat at the table. And they're going to get it. And now I heard I got another report. We had the the Raven report that his connections were saying China's going to back their yuan by gold. I saw another one out today saying that China's going to, I guess they're hosting the 2022 Olympics, the Winter Olympics, I believe, that they're going to set up some announcement at that point as well with the same thing in mind, uh, with the gold backing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think China will do it if they have to. And I think if they can avoid it, they will. Right. In other words, hey, we'll do it if we have to. But I don't know that they think they have to. Right. Just just look at what our economic policy is and start to understand the next great generation of Chinese. Right. The twenty to thirty year olds. China looks really good to them, and they're continuing this massive gold buying spree. 
And I think now when you have you factor in what India does, you factor in what all these other central banks are doing, you factor in Basel III, you factor in uh, the lunacy that is our economic policy right now, and, and it sure paints a pretty good picture for gold uh, in, the, in the next, you know, three, five, ten years. Uh, you know, hard to see after that, isn't it? We'll have to wait, but it does uh, really paint an extra interesting picture, and you're starting to see a lot more of these guys start talking about it here. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up on this Tuesday. 800-951-0592. I apologize. Tomorrow I will cover uh, part of we've gotten finally now an understanding of this, this rent number that the Federal Reserve seemingly has pulled out of thin air. We'll cover that and how it's masking how bad the inflation problem really is. Uh, I'll get to that tomorrow. Very quickly, two very high up people in the FDA, uh, the Food and Drug Administration, have resigned. Uh, And they're resigning under protest, uh, saying that they should be the ones uh, in charge versus the CDC. Uh, the The departing Officer of Vaccines Research and Review Director Marion Gruber and Deputy Director Philip Krauss are both resigning, saying that the agency charged with considering uh, the booster program, which I don't think the FDA is in support of, and they're frustrated that the CDC and the ACIP committee are involved in decisions they think should be up to the FDA. Uh, as again, more things getting twisted here. Gold's up four, eighteen fourteen. Silver's unchanged, just below twenty-four dollars an ounce. I've got a very limited but great special today. I've got thirty-five twenties, thirty-five, not very many, but the price is what's fantastic, two thousand seventy-five. So that's forty bucks off. That's kind of where we were before gold shot up. I've got 35 available. Buy them while you can. 800-951-0592. We'll start getting ready for Friday's jobs number. We're going to get unemployment, or we're going to get ADP tomorrow, then unemployment, then the jobs number, and I think it's going to be one of those come-back-to-earth numbers. And I think we could see, is, is gold getting ready to break through 1830 uh, it, with, a, with a low jobs number expected this Friday? Uh, we'll have to wait and see it. Uh, you know, the dollar right now is the lowest it's been in a while. I think it's going to head even lower. 800-951-0592. Uh, jobs week now, so... We'll see what happens there. ADP will start it tomorrow. And then, of course, the government numbers on Friday. Remember, they got all excited about August number, which had a lot, a lot of sand in it. And a lot of people think the September number is going to snap back the other way, uh, which is I think is going to put a lot, a lot of pressure about whether or not they can taper and how fast they're going to taper. I think this is going to slow that talk down 
uh, and really provide another boost to gold here. 800 $35, gold pieces at $2,075. 800 And don't forget, Friday we'll also do our first new morning show starting uh, starting next Tuesday because then we got the we got Labor Day holiday. I'll start doing three. Jason and I are going to be doing three hours of radio in the morning. It's going to be nine to noon Colorado time or Mountain Standard time in Arizona. I'll be on from eight to eleven. Make sure you tune into thirteen sixty for all of that. That starts this Friday. God bless everybody. Have a great rest of your day.